Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddie. Welcome, everybody, back to The Bunker. I am your host, Andy Burrows. Uh, unfortunately, Freddie can't be with us uh, again this weekend. Just a little bit of personal news before Freddie. He has asked me to pass this on. He has got some uh, personal stuff going on in his personal lives. Believe it or not, we don't all just sit on Twitter all day. We do have personal lives. Nothing too serious with Freddie. He's just got to take some, uh, some care of some stuff uh, over there in the good old United States of America. Freddie, I love you. You're my brother. I wish you all well, man. I, I speak to the dude every day, but Freddie won't be with us today. But I have two awesome guys joining me today on the Bunker podcast. I have my good buddy and He's a, he's, everyone knows this man in Washington land. Mr. Corey Sanchez, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good, Andy. Appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, it, it, looking forward to talking some commanders, bro. Yeah, that's always, man. It's, it's always a pleasure to set you, Corey. You know me and Freddie absolutely love you over here. And making his UK, I think, podcast debut, if I, I might stand corrected here. Good buddy of mine, hosts uh, the UK HTTC, uh, writes the, one of the best blogs I've ever read. Uh, I, I started podcasting. I do read a few blogs. This guy is like the king over here in the UK. Mr. Christian Burt, how are you, sir? I'm very good, Andy. That is quite the introduction. I'm not yeah. sure I can live up to that, but many thanks for inviting me onto the, um, onto the, onto the podcast. Uh, and no you're quite problem. correct. It's, I think it's my first yeah, first go on a podcast, but it's mostly been the writing and the blogging. So, so many thanks for inviting me on. It's easy, in it, Corey? We can podcast. It's easy peasy, in it, buddy? Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's no, <laughs> no issues there. Yeah, you know, we we'll, just uh, talking and, and imagine if somebody's listening. <laughs> Yeah, just just hope and pray, like me and uh, Carl over at the Burgundy Zone, let's say that all the time. If one person listens, you know, we've done well, you know, it's, it, it's good. But guys, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Corey, um, we opened up the uh, the mailbag in the bunk. We've never done this before. Uh, I've listened to many podcasts where they've done like a uh, mailbag uh, episode. So guys, we're going to get into our first ever bunker mailbag episode uh i'm going to scroll through everyone that's messaged us in we've got many many messages that come in asking us washington commanders questions some of them are really funny some of them are quite serious we're just gonna have a good time with it but Corey, i'm going to start with you my good man steve fox was the one of the first people good steve he is a, he's a good dude steve shout out to you my brother uh he even reached out to us on twitter Corey, is the defensive coordinator on a short leash and if so what gets him fired? Wow, what a way to start. <laughs> I think you got to get the double down on that question. I think a lot of people on this team are on short leases, not just Jack. Um, but for the specifics of, of the question, um, yeah, I think he is. You know, the, the defense took a plunge last year. We saw um, some regression. And then the one situation that is telling is the linebacking core has not been fun. It hasn't been functional if we're just being PC, right? And he is a, that's his forte. That's him and Ron Rivera's forte. Mm -hmm. They were linebackers in the league, played at a good level. Um, so if they're not going out there and um, 
playing well. It's all that. I said this last year. If we can't get these guys to get linebackers, we've got bigger problems than what, uh, than what we thought. And we saw it last year. So they got to get this linebacker core right. Do you think uh, other teams will know about that, Corey? Do you think that's somewhere their target come game one, knowing that's where Washington are a bit weaker? Oh, yeah. We, I, I think we saw it last year a lot of times, Andy. I think we saw it week one in the, in the Chargers game. Uh, people were attacking. I mean, John Bostick was lined up on, on a wide receiver, and that pretty much was the deciding factor um, at the end of the game, right? Because, you know, if they don't convert that, Taylor Heineke gets another uh, chance to maybe even uh, tie the ball. So, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that, Christian, what do you think, my man? It, it, it do you think that Jack Del Rio, I mean, he's, he's had a lot of off-field dramas. And like we often say, I mean, Corey, you'll know this better than anyone. Like we always say uh, on podcasts and on whatever we do, winning will solve everything. Uh, defensive, uh, defensive stops will solve everything. Is Jack under some sort of pressure now uh, this coming season? Christian, we've mentioned many times we've got an easier schedule. Again, I don't quite buy into that. You know, the, the schedule for me is, it is what it is, but don't don't just start writing W's, 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 you know, because, you know, we've done it as Washington. We've gone, we went into Pittsburgh, who were undefeated. We were, we went into them in the COVID year. No one gave us a hope in hell of winning. We went in there and played, we balled out and played one of the best games I've ever seen us play. So Christian, for you, is Jack Del Rio and uh, and anyone on the defensive side of the ball are, are they under a little pressure this coming twenty twenty two season? Yes, <laughs> the first uh, obvious uh, answer. I think with Del Rio, um, I'll take a step back from this. You've got Ron Rivera and 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 Washington Commanders very much went for that sort of head coach centric approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, that to me means Ron Rivera is probably doing a lot of things as the head coach of, of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, that may mean that he's very reliant um, on his other coaches, the main one being your defensive coach and your, and your, and your, your OC. Um, I think there might have been some other teams that might have fired Maga Jack just for his, uh, you know, 6th of January insurrection comments. Um, I think Rivera also has a sense of loyalty to both the guys on his roster and to his staff. So I think that that helps Jack in a way. I think what also helps Jack, again, is, is with Rivera doing so much, like I've said, I think he probably doesn't want to unsettle a team that he thinks. I think Rivera thinks that we are better than many of our fans think. Or, we, you know, going, th- going into this season, I think he believes he's got the commanders in quite a good place. And regardless of last season, some of the defensive problems we had, I mean, we kind of saw even like really good players like Chase Young do the same thing. You know, it was a kind of like same attack, um, little variation, etc. So maybe some people might might point towards Del Rio and think, you know, do you want a sort of younger, fresher DC mm-hmm. rather than someone who's been around the block? I think for, for Rivera, he may rely on, on Jack a little bit. And, and Del Rio was a head coach as well, wasn't he, before? So mm-hmm. I don't I get the feeling that Rivera is not someone who makes decisions lightly. So whereas some of us fans, we might be straight away. How many more times are we going to hear Jack Del Rio just saying outrageous things? You know, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of, you know, he's kind of lucky that maybe Ron Rivera is the head coach because like you mentioned there, if some defensive uh, coordinators or coaches had said or done what he had done, hey, look, everyone's, it's freedom of speech. I get that. Loads of people, my inbox blew up when that was going on. It's freedom of speech. I got that. But this is the NFL. 
And is he lucky that Ron Rivera is so loyal? Because like you say, Christian, other coaches uh, and other owners maybe, but not this owner because he's got enough shit going on. Maybe other teams would have been like, look, thanks, but no thanks. We're not tolerating that here. Hit the road, Jack. Uh, yep, yeah, totally, Andy. I mean, you've got a very distracted owner for, for reasons. Hit the road, Jack. Probably... I just see what I've done there. I just don't <laughs> <Yeah>. see your <laughs> joke. <laughs> that, that was too quick for me at five yeah. eight in the in the UK. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree, Andy. I think you've got a very distracted uh, owner in Dan Snyder for reasons that you know we don't necessarily need to go into again. No, and you've got a like I say, you've got a busy um, head coach, uh, very hands-on in the building across everything commanders mm. and that's probably helped their we a little bit but just like Corey said I mean if 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 we're struggling I don't know say we're like you know eight games into the season with only two wins and the defense has played not very well then mm. yeah I think that yeah, seat gets quite yeah I think he's I think his seat is hotter than Ron's yeah, I mean, I've listened to many uh, podcasts today. I, uh, the first one I listened to was a good, a good buddy of mine, Carl, over there. And uh, they, he had Bram Weinstein on. And Bram was saying today, look, he doesn't even see Ron Rivera's seat as, like, lukewarm. It's not hot at all. And I'm kind of going with that negative. Jack Del Rio, he could be another kettle of fish. But, yeah, no, some, some great answers there, guys. Um, Corey, we move on to our next question. David Black has uh, sent us a question. Interesting one, this. I've heard a few people talk about this. Will Wentz be here this time next season? Ooh. Uh, ooh. Man. Uh, I'm going to say for the sake of it, yeah, I think he'll be here next year. I think that um, he... Surely the merry-go-round of yeah. quarterbacks has to stop somewhere. Yeah, I think he, I think the buck stopped with him. Uh, you know, I, I think we're going to um, you, you'll get some hot responses from this one. I want to say if you really look at it, there's a lot of parallels between Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford. And, and like if you honestly look at it um, and, and, you know, my, my judgments last year, Matt Stafford were very were, were misplaced and uh, to, for lack of a better phrase. But I think Carson Wentz, you give him functional offensive weapon i'm not saying the best offensive weapon, but if you give him something that's improved functional, i'd say improved. yes yes from what uh, heineke's had from what you mm-hmm. know from what everyone's alex smith has had you know and so exactly okay so and he can throw the ball he's got an nfl caliber arm he's got the mobility uh it's just the health is usually the question with carson but i think that uh this guy he's going to get it right because he's hearing it in the back of his head uh this is third team in three years and uh, I, I think that Carson Carson will be here next year because I think he's going to do enough. Um, he, he seems like he fits that mold of what Ron's trying to build here in Washington. So I think, and, and that's a caveat, if Ron's here, I think Carson Wentz will be back here next year. Mm, yeah. Christian, do you yeah. think that Wentz uh, survives the uh, the hoodoo that is the Washington Commanders QB situation? I, if I had a, uh, a pound for every time that we had talked about Washington have a QB, I could probably retire and do podcasting full time. Um, is this the season where we finally get our QB and w- is he here for the long term? I'd love to sit down and be like in three, four, five seasons time saying, look, we've built a franchise around this dude. We've got, you know, Terry McLaurin is still here. You know, uh, Dotson has come off and he's been a star wide receiver all because they've got an elite QB. Is the time finally for Washington to have that man I think I probably would agree with Corey there and say I think he will go into the 2023 season 
as the Washington Commanders uh, QB. Um, I think everything is there for Wentz to succeed. Mm-hmm. I think the head coach believes in him. Now, you may look and say, why didn't uh, Washington restructure that uh, Vince deal, not take all the hit, you know, for 2022? Um, but I think there's still, you know, there's always going to be an element of caution, which I, which I think is fair. I think, I think actually, I think Washington in general have been very good cap-wise, you know, and... and, and, and definitely this offseason. Absolutely. Keeping the guys who deserve it, John Allen, Terry McClellan. Um, just straight away, what jumped out uh, to me, even from training, was the size of the guy. You know, standing next to like um, Taylor Heineke, um, even Alex Smith was a, a very durable. I mean, in the end, he wasn't durable. No, put his own. But he was. A, he was a very. He wasn't a massive quarterback. You looked at his arms like Alex Smith. He wasn't this like massive guy, but obviously he was a good game manager. I think Vence is a little bit like um, a kind of like really high, you know, a high expensive car or something. You know, do you know how to drive it? <laughs> You know, I think I think some of the stuff around his personality is maybe being overplayed. I said from the start that I thought the uh, Colts really put all the blame onto Vent. I thought that was really over. He's the already start. arranging like practices. He's always he's already doing stuff off script with like Terry and Dotson yeah. and stuff like that. So he's already arranging that. And like from all the stuff like I think Carl again said to down his show, and, and many people have said it over the last few weeks and said this seems to be a different cast. I mean, all the stuff we're hearing coming out of the last organization he was with and the owner bad mouthing him. Oh no, shit, Sherlock. He's not there anymore. You're bound to bad mouth him. So I think it's a clean slate in Washington. I agree, Andy. And I mean, you know, the only thing I sort of detected from Vince, which maybe some people don't go for much as others, is a little bit of that sort of Kirk uh, Cousins, um, his belief, his, 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 you know, his religious beliefs and, and that kind of thing. Whether that puts some people off um, in the UK, we don't see that as much in sports, perhaps in the USA. But in terms of like natural ability, arm, um, I, the only thing where I think might be a, a slight sort of grey area for Vince is when he extends plays. I think that that Vince we first saw in Philadelphia, mm. I think his extension of plays was just off the charts. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something where has he still got that? That'd be that that'd be interesting mm. to see. Um, that's a good point. The sign of a good quarterback is how he acts outside the pocket when he has to think on his feet. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we can all Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. They can send in the play, and it can be a structured play. When that play breaks down. And he's outside the pocket. That's where we come. That's where we fell a little bit last season. Under Heineke, there was a lot of underthrown balls. He he got a little bit flustered. Not all the time. He pulled off some good plays at some times when we really needed him. But I think what I'm looking forward to in Wentz, and this is why I think he'll have durability in Washington, is that I think outside the pocket, I think he will remain calm. Yes, I know all about the interceptions in that one game. Yada, yada, yada. This is the NFL. That happens every now and again. But I think he will have the presence when he's outside the pocket to use his brain. He'll know when to slide. You know, Taylor Heineke, sometimes you're screaming at the TV saying, slide, man, slide. Wentz will know when to throw the ball away. He'll know when to just check it down and just to get us that five yards and keep the play going. He won't panic and just hoist it up in the air. Yes, I know, before you all start shouting at your, like wherever you're listening, he's done it in the past. I think mm-hmm. under Ron and Scott, I think we're going to see a different Carson Wentz. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just, yeah. just Sorry, me. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Carson Wentz hate comes from pretty much he's here. Mm. He's in Washington. Yeah, we have like, to hate you because he's in Washington. Uh, uh, what people do. That, that's, that, that's what the media does. It's what they like to try to throw. Because um, he's in Washington. 
he's a failed success, but you kind of counter and you look at where Mitchell Trubisky went, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pittsburgh, oh, you know, this is a, that, that narrative is he can maybe reinvent himself. He can revive, revitalize his career. No, this is, the, the, it's like Washington's the junkyard. Uh, you know, this is the land of misfit toys. Uh, this is where you're going to get to, to be put down at the uh, yeah. at the end of your career, and they can't give him the opportunity. They, they don't give him like that benefit. That dude was a second was the second overall selection in 2016 for a reason. And to be honest with you, he's probably better than the guy who was picked ahead of him and Jared Goff in, in some facets. So. Uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, like the fact that people are saying this guy is like a, a twenty in the twenty to twenty-five range of quarterbacks—that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. I mean, I think Wentz will be here. I'm, I'm praying that he has a good season. I'm really praying he has a good season. Um, Christian, you can take the next question, my my friend, uh, Kenny B. Kenny, shout out to you, my friend. Uh, he says, if we can sign either Chase or Montez long term, who do you keep? Oh, ouch. Yeah. Sorry, Christian. That's quite ouch. That's a, that's a tricky one, isn't it? I tell you what, if the question was absolutely now, like, I, you know, there's a gun to my head. I've got to pick Montez. Oh, don't mention or... guns. We've got an American here. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Shane. Shame, yeah. <laughs> Shame on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If something bad's going to happen to me, he knows I'm Um. I I always like talent. You know, mm-hmm. I think go where the the real star talent is. Now that's difficult for those two because they kind of they both fit into that bracket. Um, obviously, Chase has had the really bad injury. Actually, I mean, that, you know, it's no fun at all. I think I would take Chase Young though. Okay. Um, I guess you've got a little bit more time on his contract for a start, and. I think he, you're still going to be you're still going to be behind that ability. You know, he was a Ron Rivera pick. In fact, was he Ron's first pick in mm-hmm. charge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Ron's first you know, pick um, as the Washington football team first. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mont- I know Montez. Um, I think he fell a bit, didn't he? In the end, we 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 traded up from the the second. Well, still with Montez, I think. Yeah, to to to, to, mm-hmm. to get him the same draft as uh, as Dwayne. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think overall, yeah. Okay, that's interesting, Corey. I mean, it's it's half a half a dozen of one, half a dozen of the other. I mean, Chase Young coming back off the injury, Montez Sweat. I've always said to him, Mr. Reliable Man, when you need something to happen, I know where I'm looking. The dude can make stuff happen on that field. Chase is coming off the injury, had the one very good season. Christian said at the start of the uh, episode, Chase become a little bit one dimensional every now. Hey, look, I'm not sitting here bad mouthing the dude. For God's sake, don't start tweeting me saying what you're saying, Andy. <laughs> But I, I think Keith mentioned it a few times. He he become very, you know, opposition teams are looking at him saying, we know what he's going to do. And then he, you know, he tried to, he tried to do maybe a little bit too much where he should have just stuck to smashing people in the mouth, knocking QBs on their ass and things like that. But Corey, for you, Chase or Montes, if you had to choose one to keep, uh, Kenny is asking, you either keep Chase, you either sign Chase or Montes. Long term now we're talking, long term. I would, I think I would lean towards Montez Sweat right now. Okay. I think that, uh, you know, he, he's shown flashes. I think when he came back after the broken jaw, um, that he showed a little bit of his impact. I think that was at Philadelphia game or something. He had, he had shown a little bit of impact and, 
um, you know, that that really derailed his season. I mean, you think about it, he had he was pretty much on pace to increase his sack total um, each year. So the, his rookie year to sophomore year into the third year until an injury uh, happened where he was out for like four games. And to, to me, during that four-game uh, winning streak that we had, Monte, I think Montez could have feasted um, during that mm, time frame. Great point. So okay. I, I think that, um, you know, and, and it, it's different because, you know, Chase is a guy who is from the area. So the expectations are even higher for him. Mm. And, you know, the reason why we have Montez is, you know, they, they thought he had a heart condition. That's why he fell in the first round. Then we went up there and snagged him. So right now I'm thinking, and as far as like who I need to get done now is Montez Sweat. Uh, I can, I've got another year that I can worry about Chase Young. And really he's got to prove that number two uh, overall pick and uh, proven it. What's with Washington, these number two overall picks and having to prove <laughs> stuff? We've got, we've got Carson Wentz and now we've got what we uh, do, Corey. Chase Young. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, land of misfit toys, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how it goes in Washington. I mean, look, yeah. Chase is coming back off a serious injury. Mm-hmm. Corey, just really quick, Corey, do you think we'll see him week one? No. No? No, don't think so. I, I don't think we will see him. I'm until, going week four. Yeah, probably around the Tennessee game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's when we'll probably see him. Yeah, I think around week four. This is one you do not want to rush back. This injury is not something that you can rush back mm-hmm. from. You know, I'll be amazed if I in training camp if he's doing too much yet. I think he's going to just be working on his fitness. He might be doing. There'll be no con. There'll be zero contact for that dude during any of training camp. I don't think they'll want to risk anything. And definitely won't see the field in preseason. But um, I, I think, think yeah. Been, I, sorry, Andy. I think that's been quite refreshing as well. It's um, as remember many many years ago, and it was uh, RG trying to come back yeah whatever what happens to that dude yeah <laughs> and um so yeah I've, I've probably needs to be in the 90 best yeah we'll get onto that oh, later <laughs> we get oh, onto that yeah God. yeah oh, and, um, so it's been quite refreshing it's quite a sort of like conservative approach to rehab no sort of big expectations i think we shouldn't forget as well though that chase young was i think the defensive rookie of the year season in one his first season yeah he but that, that's when he'd done what we want him to do he didn't take no shit he didn't overthink football he was like look I'm this big dude. I'm going to plow through people. I'm getting to the quarterback. I'm getting to running backs. This is what I do. Don't overthink your game. Sometimes these players, in my opinion, they overthink things. They, they, their expectations of themselves, they think, right, I've got to change this to appease this person. Or so-and-so said about this on me on TV and I've got to change this. No, be the guy that got you to the dance yes improve little quirks of your game but be the guy that we drafted and be that dude that just ran through people and like you say christian got him to defensive rookie of the year that is the guy that i want to see back on the field whenever it is this season that i hope we see that chase but in answer to the question i'm probably with corey right now montez sweat i mean he's my dude I, I absolutely love that guy but um really appreciate the question kenny thanks so much my man um, next question is some guy called Scott Hartley. Don't really know the dude, never really met him. All right, Scotty boy, how are you, sir? Um, Corey, other than the owner, we all want that. Scotty says, if you could change one thing in the entire organization, what would it be and why? This is a this is going to be more of an aesthetic. I, I would, um, I would honestly change the. The, the it's going back to culture right it's the attitudes 
on it's really changing the attitude of how they interact with the media um it's the uh ownership that there you go that's what i'm saying And, and i don't mean it by dan i mean owning your mistakes owning what you do right and owning what you do wrong i think that is key because we all make mistakes. That's why pencils have erasers, right? Uh, now, you know, what this is why... I, I might get that tattooed yeah. on my arm. <laughs> That's why pencils That's, have erasers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you look at situations where, you know, um, the defending, like, you know, it, some of us are in defense of the team. And sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. It's like the the the, the 10 going on the, the 90 greatest uh, players list, right? Trent Williams impacted this um, this organization. I don't care what problems you have with him; he should have been on there. Like that's in, in we're talking your, just purely football. He should have been on yeah, there. Yeah, he should be on there, right? Yeah. And not the attitudes. This is about being. Like, Jeez, if we're talking attitudes, you can take half yeah. them players off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you've got him. You don't have him on there, but you got Kirk Cousins on here, um, who basically stole money for two years and. Um, Keith is now cheering at his microphone, going, "Yes, cool." Yeah, yes. it's it's the truth, though, man. I don't. It's just owning stuff. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Like that, that's just that's mm. the point. Like we we live in a society that it, it's not uh, that you have to have an answer. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. But like, oh, we heard you. Like anytime, oh, we heard you. Know, hey, we got this wrong. We want to correct that. That is our. That's our ownership. And that makes you more likable because you're showing your vulnerability and you know that you're wrong. And if not, get people that, that double-check it for you. And also, I double down, I'm saying, I'll get off my um, soapbox. Embrace your alums. Embrace your alums. Embrace yeah. the, if you're truly embracing the legacy, embrace them. Don't put them out there for fodder. Embrace them. Get their ideas. Because some folks, granted, um, haven't been here that long. So you can't tell the story like the way these people are here. They are your legacy. Mm. No matter what the name of the team is, they're your legacy. Uh, so you need to embrace your legacy and own, own own your mistakes, own your wins, own your victories. That That's what I would change. Yeah, no, very well put, very well put. Uh, we're going to uh, whiz through some of these questions. Um Command this podcast. Shout out to my dudes over there. You know, I love you guys listening to the show today. Uh, Christian, thoughts on the different themes for the home games this year? Washington are throwing out all kinds of themes for different uh, home games this season. Uh, I, I personally think it's good. I mean, it's something new. It's a bit quirky. I mean, the amount of people that this is Washington Twitter, and I know it can be crazy 99% of the time. The amount of people that got on social media when the team announced they were doing different themes and for God's sake, people, just be happy they're doing something. You don't have to jump on social media to go, this theme sucks. Why are we doing this? Why isn't this for the Dallas game? Yada, yada. I mean, Christy, what do you, what do you think of what the team are doing this coming season for the different themes? It's a really good question. And to me, I think you've got new people in the, in the building in Washington. I'd imagine them, you know, there's a fresher approach under Jason, um, no doubt a sort of younger uh, excited to be working in the NFL um, uh, personnel there. There's nothing wrong with it, is it? If they want to have an all-white uniform and everyone wears white in the stadium, great. What's wrong with that? 
you know, yeah. that wouldn't look very good at Tottenham or Liverpool. Where uh, Tottenham would, because you wear white anyway. Uh, can but, you say mighty Tottenham before you say that, please? I refuse to do that, Andy. Even <laughs> no, if I you thought, invited me on the podcast. Corey, I thought I was going to get him to <laughs> <Yeah>. say it. <laughs> no, no, that, you're not going to get me on that. Yeah, I, I think embrace it. Um, and what Corey said before about, uh, you know, we've still got to embrace our history as well. Yeah. Um, I personally have moved on from the, the Redskins. I don't forget the Redskins. I forget the Washington football team because that was relatively easy to forget. We are the commanders now. And we've got to think, I mean, you know, the crowds and again, I mean, the the last question was about obviously um, anything you'd change other than the owner. Well, you you would just love to see a really raucous FedEx, you know, a real sort of Washington fan heavy FedEx. I know, Andy, you're going out there. Uh, week one all the way from the UK and I just know that it's definitely enthusiasm... going to be raucous when I'm there put it that way absolutely and I think <laughs> I think the enthusiasm that you're bringing the other guys from the UK if that could be replicated more in the stadium you know we we hear all these stories about the the old um, RFK stadium and you know perhaps a few health and safety problems there with bouncing you know we want Dallas but I think I think one thing I'd love to see change and 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 you know this question is part of that is is just to have that stadium as, as a rocking sort of vibrant vibrant mm. place and winning anything anything wins. that helps it, it you know i mean if it brings in a, a slightly younger crowd to fedex um i mean i personally you see it in the uk don't you with our with our soccer teams where anything you can do in the community bring kids to the game mm. bring college guys to the games i've said bring, this loads i've said this to jason know, right christian sorry to cut you off i've said this to i spoke to jason i said look i would be going and corey you're no better than, than anyone I would be going to every single school in the DMV area for the first game or the second, first, second home game of the season, whenever it is, and saying, how many free tickets do you want? Here are 50 for this school. Here's 100 for this school. Here's a shit ton of free tickets for you and your parents to come. And I know people will be like, well, but we want to make money. No, if you get them there week one and we perform well, they're, they're going to be like, dad, yes, son. Can we buy a ticket for the next Commanders home game? Then you get them coming back, buying tickets. Mm. That's how you generate. Going, everyone loves free. Free is the best thing ever. Walk into a school and say, hey, to all these 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, do you want to go and watch a football game on Sunday? Hell yeah, I want to go and watch a football game. Then you tell their parents it's for free. Jesus, man, they're going to be running to that stadium. And hopefully, if we put on a show week one, come our third, whenever we are home again, I think week three, we're at home again. They're going to go, dad. I want to go back to the stadium, make it affordable. Say to these kids and these schools, hey, look, if you come to this home game, the next home game, you're getting in for 40, you're getting in for $40. Your kids can get in for $10. If wherever you see an empty seat, if you if you're two days away from the game and you've got that upper tier that is not even sold, advertise it on social media. Kids get in for $10. Adults can come for 30. Yes, you'll be sitting up in the gods. But like Christian says, pack the stadium. Get people there. Are incentives to get people in the stadium, and I understand there's there's some legalities with it, and the NFL sometimes dictate prices. But where they, where there's ways, there's a means, and I think now with Jason and with Marty Herney and all them guys, I think we're slowly, I think we're slowly that current. I, I, I borrowed Corey's soapbox there. I apologize. Anyway, uh, next question. Hey, this is your house, brother. This is oh, your house. I'm just sitting on the couch. That's all people, uh, people, people hear me talk all the time. Uh, <laughs> Jesse from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. What's up, Jesse? Much love to you, my friend. You know we love you over here. Corey, Jesse says, interesting one, this. Will the offense be dynamic this season? I think in the back half of the season, it may be dynamic. 
Um, I need it to be functional before it can be dynamic. Mm. I need to see consistency. Get the wheels I, turning before we sprint. Exactly. What's our what's our identity? Are we the the team that was throwing it around the yard the first half of the season? Or are we that team that was running the ball during that four-game winning streak? Like, that's what I need to know on offense. What What is our identity? And, I mean, the only people that can determine that is Scotty T and, and company. So uh, what's the consistency there? How is this play calling going to look? Uh, that's, you know, that that's a question. I, I mean, I know that didn't really answer Jesse's question, but um, I, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It, it, is there some variables there? Can it be dynamic? Yes. Will it be? I'm not sure, but I, I think in the back, I think once they put it together, um, you know, probably in the back end, maybe the back nine, um, is they doing when it matters, so, the business end of yeah. the season, Corey, when it matters, yeah. let's be dynamic and that's right. Let's get into them. Goddamn be dynamic clouds. when it matters. Be there dynamic when it matters. Exactly. Uh, Christian, my man, Martin, good buddy of mine. Hey, Martin, Martin McLean. How are you, sir? I haven't spoke to you for a while, my friend. I hope you're well. What happens to Sammy Reyes? Does he make the team? Does he not make the team? Yes or no, sir? Oh, oh, very much towards the end of the depth chart tight end, Sammy mm-hmm. Reyes. My man uh, Logan Sammy... better be back there. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Reyes, he reminds me, it's almost like a Rocky story. You know, mm-hmm. here's this guy, not re- you know, he feels like he's got, a, he's got a great attitude. I think he really, really wants to um, learn the game. Obviously, he was, um, I presume he was a free agent, wasn't he? He, he was, sorry, yeah. not a free agent. He was undrafted, um, I believe. They've obviously looked at all this, you know, sheer athleticism that he has and his strength. Um, will we ever become a sort of first team or second tight end for the Washington Commanders? I personally think it's a long shot. Um, now, was there talk that he's on? He's injured. Did I hear? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Martin says, well, do we see him on IR? Will they put him on IR or do they just say, see you later? Is that like a sort of old Joe Gibbs trick of sneaking him onto like IR? Yeah. So he's not picked up on... Um, Just so no one else can go, hey, look, we'll take a chance on him. I think one thing I'd say about, I mean, us guys, you know, who, who follow the team in quite minute detail, uh, we tend to love our guys even if they are tight in seven or something. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> hey, our, you put ex- the burgundy and gold on, I'm loving you no matter what. That's, you know that's what I mean? right, yeah. So, that's fair. you know, so someone like Reyes being on the um, practice squad, we might immediately go, oh, man, you know, someone's going to pick him up. Bill Bilicek could be on the phone and... <laughs> He'll score 900. No one's going to want to go there the now. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he could probably be on the practice squad and, and not taken by anyone else. Um, yeah. If he is generally injured, obviously that, that that's different. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, no. Um, uh, Hog, uh, Corey, Hog on the Mountain, uh, kind of tying into this question, uh, Hog on the Mountain tweeted us in, thanks, brother. I hope you're well, my friend. Corey, will the Bates Turner one-two punch be as effective at tight end as the Bates Thomas tandem tandem was, considering that might be our only option for the first few weeks. That's a very good question. What what Bates Thomas tandem did we have? He well, only played in five games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think that we need to temper our expectations for Turner, especially Ernest, uh, early on because. If a guy isn't clicking in the first five weeks, we get despondent and we're starting to feel sorry and we, we think the guy is trash. No, this is a... a you just described Washington Twitter in one sentence. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> bro, I'm always on that. I don't reply all the time. But, you know, I, Corey you know, knows. I know what's going on. Corey I'm knows what's happening. I'm abreast to the, uh, to the situation there. Uh, but 
I, I think it, I think that's a premature conversation because I don't want to put this kid on a pedestal and then uh, we Knock we him down. yeah the learning curve is great. He played at Nevada. It's not a premier conference in college football. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a learning curve there. Mm, and yeah. I think he can be dynamic. And I think that's more of a long-term solution uh, for this offense. And uh, Carson depends on tight ends. He, he makes it work for them. So, you know what, for the sake of answering the question, yes, I, I'll say it will be more dynamic because uh, Logan and John really didn't have that much time to play uh, play with each other mm, yeah no, most definitely uh last few questions here christian t mac has uh tweeted t mac 2824 on twitter i interacted with you many times much love to you brother thanks for tuning into the podcast christian t mac wants to know odds that dotson starts over samuel Ooh. hopefully a fully fit samuel can i just throw that in <laughs> okay pray to god one of those is is penciled in as wr2 really isn't it Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's, that's, say, up for, that's up for it's a know, really good question I, 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 wondered, I wondered as well we lost didn't we DeAndre Carter or we released DeAndre Carter uh-huh. was there talk that one of our best return is... guys for years by the way right yeah I'm going to just throw that out there one of our best return guys for yeah, absolute yeah. donkey's yeah. years now there was talk I think and and I know you guys will, will, will tell me I'm wrong if I am wrong but I think Dotson was a capable returner but Corey just, might what, know about more of the college yeah, uh, scene I, than me. But even if he is, I wonder if a first rounder, you want to be, you know, returning uh, punts, etc. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, um, if they use Samuel in a less sort of traditional WR two one, you know, a bit boxer tricks type player, and see Dotson more as the the guy opposite. Uh, Terry, to be honest, um, but if they do use him as a returner, because there's, there's not an obvious uh, returner, is there? On, not now. On Carter's the gone. The Corey, who would you say is our returner now this season coming into it? If you had to, as in starter. Oh gosh, um, let's go Dax Milne because we mm. we know according to him and Zach Wilson, he's always picking up slack. So um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, you've been waiting for that, Corey. Haven't Corey you? just <laughs> throws in the gag of the episode. Yeah. Yes, Corey. Oi, oi, oi. See, there you are. Uh, <laughs> I'm more English than you know. Uh, yeah. Um, let, gosh, I really don't know who would be the return. I, I honestly, you know, I remember training camp last year, Dax Milne was on the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, returning punts, he kind of struggled in that respect. Danny Johnson is on there as far as like kickoff returns. I mean, we've seen him return in, in the, um, in that game, I, I, in, in games. So, you know, I think that's one of the biggest questions going into to camp this year is who's going to be back there. Return I th- didn't they even have Jared Pat. Didn't they have Jared Patterson back there too, mm-hmm. returning some kicks looking like yeah. mini rock Cartwright. So, <laughs> I mean, baby rock, if he starts, if he catches on, we're going to call him baby rock. Yeah, about I mean, the size of Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Isn't he, I love Carter. I'm not gonna lie. When we let DeAndre Carter go, I was like, man, every time he caught the ball on a return or whatever, I was like, I felt something. It's just the, the, the raw speed of the man was incredible, and I mean, I I really liked it. But hey. if he if he can return, would you risk someone like um, Dotson? Um, oh, that's a big, imagine if he got banged up in like this would be the most Washington thing ever. We let him return a kickoff or a punt, 
and he gets absolutely pummeled and everyone just turn off Twitter, turn off all social we, media. We could have a new hashtag, blame Bert. Yeah, just literally Christian. Just for mentioning would, it, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it would be your fault. Christian, you can take the next question, my man. Uh last couple here, I promise. Nick, I'm trying to get through them all. So many people have messaged us. I'm really grateful. Uh, Nicholas M tweets in, Nicholas, thank you so much for your question, my brother. Uh, is the perceived team chemistry real this go around? Is this season, is the team chemistry that we're seeing, we're seeing it from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing on social media. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to tweet you out the bad shit. Of course not. But Christian, in your uh, opinion, and Corey will get your views on this, is the, uh, the team chemistry, for so many years in Washington, we've been individuals. We've had some great individuals. We've had Trent, we've had RG3, we've had, you know, we've had some great, we've had Moss, we've had some great players. Is now the time that Washington get that, uh, that team chemistry, Christian, in your opinion? I think so. Um, I think just by rewarding the guys who have clearly put in the hard work, um, that's a great sign. Mm. Um, I think yeah, I think overall, I think overall that the sort of unity within the roster is is good. Um, you haven't really seen. I mean, over the years we we saw good players, you know, go to the press um, and really let off steam about teammates, about the coaches. You haven't really seen that uh, during the the uh, Rivera regime so far. Um, I know there were some touchline shenanigans, but I, um, towards the end of last season, but that's a group of quite young men who'd gone through a lot. Um, uh, with the, the, yeah, the, that was all, that was more to do with off the field, I'd say, than actually on it. You know, people. It might, this, hey, this is the NFL. Yeah, most run cute. high in this league, man. And yeah. to, you know, if I see players fighting on the sidelines, hey, look, do I want to yeah. see it? No. Every sport I've played, I've played soccer over here. My English friends are going to kill me for calling it soccer. I've played over here, and um, I've seen it on the training pitch. I've seen it in games. You know, I've played at a fairly decent level as well. It's sport, guys. It happens. So if you think it ain't going to happen in the National Football League. Yeah. Man. Best yeah. Test testosterone flying around, etc. Randy. Uh, and it happens dust, on Washington Twitter Dustable. every day. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think one, you know, one, one thing that was a little bit of a, a test, obviously, in the offseason, were the comments by Jack Del Rio. So away mm. just from my um, my personal beliefs and what he said. I mean, I thought he was ridiculous with his comparisons. Um, I, I do wonder how that went down. Uh, now, you're going to have stand-up guys like John Allen. He's quite a sort of team captain type. He's going to turn around he and say... He towed the party line, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah uh... he's going he's to turn around and say there's no problem. And when John Allen says there's no problem, you're not really going to argue with him, are you? <laughs> you know, he's got, got John Allen thing. tells me anything. I'm not arguing with that dude. Yeah, he tells you to support <laughs> Arsenal. And you're, you're support uh... Arsenal. Um, but so, no, then, yeah. so yeah I, I think the chemistry is good there I think the team morale is good um, I think they do their homework on who they bring in mm -hmm. um, you yeah. haven't seen I me mean, they're guys who maybe didn't like the place up straight away let's look at say we've got the cornerback didn't we uh, Jackson the third they didn't absolutely line up actually got better as the season went on didn't hear anyone grumble about him didn't hear him grumble. There was a little bit from Bobby McCain about the fans, wasn't there? Like, you know, get on our side, that kind of thing. Um, but is Troy Apke still on the team? <laughs> Only if he's, maybe if he's returning. Puns. You know what I mean? But he's still in the organisation. If one guy could have just hung up his boots and gone, I don't need this shit. 
Maybe, <laughs> I'm not being funny. Maybe he can return puns. He is quick, yeah. if nothing else. God, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. sure that... if I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I might have delete Twitter if Troy Apke starts uh, returning puns. Yeah, we, we, I think gonna... when it comes to uh, punt returns, I think that's I'm going to stay quiet on that. Yeah, no. But... Um, most <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. Um, Corey, Kenny B. Uh, Kenny, thanks so much for getting in contact with us, my man. Last question for today. Um, how would our fandom be different if Charlie Cassidy was chosen over Norv, therefore no Vinny? I, oof, I don't know because Good you question. still would have had, yeah, I, I think you still would have had the problem because it would have been that, that storm of Dan Snyder was still been the owner. I think that's the, I think it's still, would have went the right, uh, right, the wrong way, and kind of just a different, different scheme. Like, I, I, oh gosh, it, you know, that's one thing about being a a red skin commander football team fan is we always everything is hindsight twenty hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like we always think of about the what ifs, uh, what could have been, what should have been. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't really think that there would have been much different if it was Charlie Castley. I think really you even have to go back and think uh, not even Charlie Castley being there. What if Bobby Mitchell was the G uh, back when he was overlooked uh, for it? And he stayed with the organization uh, for years when he could have left. Uh, you know, what would it look like? I mean, would we have uh, back in the 90s, would we have been to the playoffs in those situations with Norv like we um, like we were, and maybe Norv would still been the head coach for another five years or something like that, right? Um, so I don't, I don't think things would have been that differently, uh, been that different. I still think that we would have had uh, more of the same problems and everything, especially with Charlie and Dan. I think that's just fire on top of fire. Nobody tells Charlie what to do. Nobody tells Dan what to do. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, no. Perfect, perfect way to end the episode. Uh, just really quickly, red zone in the lab. I've already tweeted it back. You said, where can we find you week one, Andy? You can find me in the red zone. Look, Corey, please tell me you're going to be at the game week one. Uh, we're working on that, but I'll tell you one thing. Leave that, that darn metric system back there up uh, where it belongs in the pond. So um, <laughs> to just make sure we it's Fahrenheit, it's inches, it's yards. Y'all make sure we, we do that. And there's no relegation over here. And we don't have pints. We got big old watered down beer. I know y'all had that strong beer. Corey, I thought about coming all this way on the plane to drink down water, down beer. Hey, you, you, yeah, get ready, buddy. You better drink you some Michelob Ultra. This ain't your, this ain't your uh, granddaddy's pub. This is, uh, this is some dive bar you're going to have to go to. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Corey, I pray to God that I see you week one, my man, and you can, me and you can share a water down beer at some dive bar somewhere in Washington, D.C. But um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 yeah, you can find me in the red zone. Like, I'm going to be with Keith, Carl, all the, the both the mics, all the podcasts, all the content guys, just fans that I've met on social media. So, to, in answer to a question, I'm going to be, I'm going to try and get everywhere. It's going to be a crazy five days for me. I think I'm there for a week in the States. So, I'm going to try and see absolutely everyone. Corey, of course, you are right at the top of that list, my man. I am 100% going to try and link up with you. I, I am going to link up with you week one as, yes, soon, as, you're, as soon as you're at uh, FedEx. But um, thanks to everyone that submitted questions. Honestly, Steve, Kenny, Dave, Martin, Scott Hartley, everyone, uh, Ty, Jesse, everyone that sent in a question today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed doing the um, the mailbag episode. Christian, just tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. For those that I said at the start of the show, Christian runs a, a blog over here. And for anyone that knows, it's it's 
it's not difficult being this far away because we have these things called Zoom now and, you know, but, it, you know, we're, we're trying to do our bit over here and we, we often mention things about podcasts, but the, the blogs that are out over here in the UK are, are truly, truly remarkable. I mean, I, I, I contributed to Christian's one for the first time today and I truly, truly mean this. This guy is a genius of what he does. So, Christian, tell us where our listeners can find you and what you've got coming up, brother. Many thanks, Andy. Yeah, um, basically on Twitter, it's just my name, at Christian Burt. And the website is ukhttr.com. Brother, I thank you so much for coming on. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. You truly are flying the flag over here in the UK, man. You honestly are. You are doing great things. Corey, what have you got coming up, my man? One of the busiest dudes in Washington Commanders content creator, YouTube super stratosphere history. What's coming up, brother? Well, I don't know who you're talking about on that uh, on that <laughs> regard, but what I have going on at Long Warpath is, um, you know, we do I do the weekly streams with content creators, uh, kind of just uh, reaching out with the the base and gauging the base and giving them a, a place to kind of, um, as I like to say, bam. And if you want to know what that means, just uh, ask me off the air. <laughs> but I'll, <laughs> You know, so that's what we're doing every Wednesday, anywhere between eight and 10. You can follow me at Sanchez 405 on all social media uh, platforms. I, I follow back. So uh, make sure of it and, you know, trying to get to 3000 subscribers and um, hopefully going to do a couple of giveaways when I hit 3K. Uh, so that that's what really what's got going Will on. Will one of and, them be a flight to America? Um uh let me call let me call joe and ask him can he get a can we get some flights oh, um in there so like, I, uh, i'll call joe and ask him. I, um, I'll stop by pennsylvania thanks brother Corey. you're, you're usually my friday morning listen to i know you guys record late on a thursday for me i'm fast asleep but i i appreciate you on a friday i'm out on the road but um i get a lot of time so in the late afternoon to catch up on some stuff i always jump on uh, on youtube and uh, catch up with what you're doing Corey. christian thanks so much man I really appreciate you, brother. Uh, we will definitely have you back on a future show. Corey, an absolute pleasure as always, my man. You know, we, me and Freddie love speaking to you. We wish you every success. Not long now till week one, my man. I'm definitely going to share that watered down beer with you, buddy. I definitely can't wait. Um, Freddie is hopefully going to be back next week. Like I say, Freddie has got some, uh, he's got some stuff going on right now. Freddie, I'm sending you all the love in the world. You are my brother. I love you, man. Go and do what you got to do, man. We'll hold down this podcast. I get the help of people like Corey and Christian coming on. Make sure you go and check us out on social media, on Twitter, at Commander Bunker. Go give us a follow, like, subscribe, all that good shit. But till next week, everybody, I've been your host, Andy Burrows. That has been the amazing Christian Burt. Corey Sanchez, stay safe, everybody.